Welcome to Amplify, the Revolution Her podcast, dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and amplifying women's voices globally. Our community is a fierce collective of women who are ready to live the lives they always dreamed they would. Together, our strength as a collective of inspiring and ambitious women is truly unstoppable. I'm Maria Locker, founder and CEO of Revolution Her. And I'm your co-host, Grace Moores, founding partner of Revolution Her. Today, we're talking about strategies to boost your mental health with Carmen Darley. Now, Carmen is a self-taught artist currently residing in Whitby, Ontario. As a recovering alcoholic, mom, mental health advocate, and motivator, mental health and wellness are very near and dear to Carmen's heart. Carly D. Creative Projects started with the intention of giving back to the community, and that's what started her business in 2016. As she has a fortunate journey and pathway to recovery from her addictions, she hopes to change mental health stigma along the way. Everything she launches within her passion-driven business is grounded by empowering people to focus on their mental health first. Art is one of the outlets that she focuses on to share with others how they can leverage the activities as a coping mechanism for a bad day or something for a mental break. Carmen is the official partner of the Ontario Shores Foundation, where she facilitates workshops with her project boxes shipped directly to guests to promote mental wellness through art. She's also organized events where proceeds are donated to the foundation and events where all proceeds are given back. Please help us welcome this amazing woman, Carmen Darley. Hi, Carmen. Hi, Maria. Hi, Grace. Thank you so much. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me um, on Amplify. It's uh, pretty amazing to, you know, be here. It's such an honor. So I appreciate you too everything that you guys do (laughs) oh we love having you in our community and we've had such fabulous nights working with you and having you guide us through art so we're really excited today to to dive into art and how you know our mental health is boosted through all the work you do so we're gonna really just dive in because we have so much to talk about and I know our listeners are gonna love it Um, I want to start right at the very beginning, though, and talk about how your business was born through your recovery from addiction. Carly D Creatives, like the collective that you've made is just so impressive. Um, Would love for you to share how that all began. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you had mentioned earlier, it's all grounded in um, supporting mental health. So back in... uh, let's say back, you know, let's start from the beginning. Let's do that. But I'm going to fast forward it quite quickly. So you guys can see the big picture. So, you know, back in 2007, it was really when I started noticing that, you know, drinking wasn't always about just partying. It was more like to cope with my sadness. And then with alcoholism, it's more like a vicious cycle, right? You drink and you become depressed and then you become depressed and you drink more. So um, that was when, and I don't say this a lot, but, you know, I know we're, we're so close and for the viewers to really understand is when I first got my DUI. And that really hit 
me and I hit rock bottom. And that's when I started seeking um, more, you know, more recovery tactics, you know, how to do harm reduction and, you know, just limiting on drinking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward to 2010, that's when things hit another time. So that's when I had my second DUI. Um, So, you know, still nothing in my mind was like, I'm not an alcoholic. There's Mm -hmm. no way. Um, and I, I think I'll talk a little bit about that is a big part is being able to recognize some of these things that are that you're going through. Either you feel that it's normal or not. Um, you know, you should really talk to somebody about it or seek help. But I'll talk a little bit about that later on. Um, and then fast forward to 2013. That's when I actually sought help. Okay. Um And that's when I actually went to my family doctor and said, listen, I think I have a problem. Um, I don't know yet, Mm -hmm. but uh, still in denial at that point. And I was like, I think I'm just depressed. You know, I'm just depressed. And so, uh, you know, that journey kind of went on for about another three years. Lots of relapsing. I was on medication for drinking. And then at the very, and this is, I think, the pivotal moment and the turning point for me was my last appointment before discharge with my psychiatrist. She said, why don't you find something outside of drinking or outside the norm that you do that uh, will really, you know, spike your mental health wellness and help you and forget things or like be lost in the moment, a mini vacation, you know, take a mini vacation. And I was like, well, first of all, you know, we all have to work. We can't really just off and go. Um, You know, some of these things just can't happen, you know, for a day to day in a normal, you know, life. So I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm decent in art. Like I'm pretty creative I'm crafty. So I, I decided to pick up on, um, painting so my first painting I painted and I sold it on Kijiji for $20 Love it. the guy came the guy came he's like I have 15 bucks I was like just take it because at that point I was just like it's a hobby I don't you know I I don't want to keep all this inventory in my house and then um that was you know that we moving into 2016 was when I was like you know what there's more to what I'm doing there's a second chance in life for me because after my second DUI, I went down the hole of like really contemplating suicide, um, acting on it, um, not acting on it, but really, really close. And, mm. you know, at some point, you know, I woke up and I was like, no, this is not how I'm going to go. This is not it. There's more to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, you know, after selling some paintings on Kijiji, I was like, you know, there's more to this. There's absolutely more. I want to, at my end goal when I started the business was to be able to share to other people, number one, that, um, you know, there is a way out. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Second is pick up something that you love or don't know anything about and learn about it. Mm-hmm. And third is to be able to um, do free art classes for people who are suffering mental health. I am almost there. I'm still not quite there yet mm-hmm. um, in terms of completely free. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of activities that I do that, um, you know, are 
you know, very affordable, very accessible for people um, to take advantage of through the business. So that's kind of where it's all, where it all started. You know, now it's kind of grounded and there's a stake on the ground for me to keep going with it. That's the short version of the long. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's incredible though. It is incredible. And you should be very, very proud of yourself. Like Mm -hmm. I, I know how hard a journey it is. My husband's been sober for 10 years now and he actually did. Yeah. So it's, it's a tough journey. He's seeking, you know, he still is, you know, he's doing amazing and just like yourself mm-hmm. I, I see firsthand how difficult it is so uh, so congratulations and he actually did something very similar he took up model making so oh, um wow. he went yeah he went to our family doctor and uh, they were a great support to him too mm-hmm. um and then one of the things that he did he decided to do he took up model making that like took something he could get lost in so he's not thinking about that next drink um and it was something else to concentrate on in, instead of that so um so it, it was a great support for him for I can't remember how long he did it for but we had loads of models stuff stuff around the house we, he doesn't do it anymore but he he, um, he he used to do that so but can you share um so, I've lost where I am now in terms of where the question is yeah that's it I found it so I wanted to know, so some of the mental health challenges, they can appear in lots of different ways. And so I was wondering if you could share how some of the symptoms that you had and, um, yeah, some of the symptoms that you had in terms of those yeah. mental health challenges. Yeah. And, you know, just going back to your story and your husband, it, it can happen to anybody, right? Absolutely. It can happen to anyone. It, can, it's, it happens more often than we ever think. And because and it creeps up on you too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to your point, he also sought help and, you know, he's 10 years sober. Congratulations. I'm going to be uh, 2016, I think five, five years in November. Amazing. Not think I, it's going to be five years. So I'm awesome. the journey. <laughs> the journey is, is long. The days are long, but you know, the years are short. It's kind of like raising your kids. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Every day you got to work on it. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, some of the symptoms early on, and, and I say this to everybody who reaches out to me to say like, hey, I noticed that I'm drinking a little bit more um, or I feel like I'm depressed. So I need some, I need to drink to kind of loosen up or the famous, the, the most popular, I wouldn't say famous. I can't say that, but the most, I take that back. Uh, the most popular one is I need some liquid courage. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, um, from a mental, mental health standpoint, you, you turn to the stimulant and you almost like need it, right? It's a hit of dopamine. You almost plan to get that hit. And that's a lot of what um, addicts kind of turn to. It's like, no, 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 I, it's not, it's not the alcohol. It's not that drink. It's the end result. And sometimes through, through the journey of going, getting to that dopamine hit, it doesn't necessarily have to be alcohol. Right. So it's a lot of, um, and, and I, I know this is a little bit cliche, but it's mindfulness too. Right. And I wish I had known that way back when um it's very popular now 20 years ago 10 years ago it was not 
you know, this is not something we talk about. You go home, yeah. you have your, you have your drinks, you're sad. You want to um, get a little bit of relaxation, you know, at the end of the work day, when you go out, you feel that peer pressure and to, to drink. Right. Yes. And this was, yeah. this is, and, and, and everything that I'm saying is, is the end result. It's that feeling that you get at the very end. So when you think about, you know, some of the symptoms that I had was I'm depressed, right? I, I feel mm-hmm. sad. I feel sleepy. I feel tired. I don't feel engaged in anything that I do. Life doesn't, you know, until my, until I have that drink, that alter ego can come out and then everything is just, you know, not ideally where I want it to be. I'm not that outgoing person that everyone loves until I have that drink. Um, so these are some of the things that I noticed, you know, looking back and I noticed at the time too, but when you don't think about it, you're like, all right. End result is to be part of the group. You know, if I'm in, if I'm out at the bar, that means I have to have a drink and a smoke. That is what it means to have fun. But nowadays, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, no, that's not necessarily true. I just have to make a conscious decision to say, I don't need to have it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes a long time and a lot yeah. of practice. And with the fast paced day and age, it kind of is counter into like a counter it counters what we say all the time, be mindful, be there, right. But it's also one of those things that I want our listeners to really think about. Symptoms can like for me range from being completely high, like super high, like Mm -hmm. I can run a marathon, I can, I can jump off this building and I'll be fine. Like, that's a little bit more extreme. And that's the bipolar in me that I I would love to chat about later on, but Mm -hmm. mental health symptoms come in all sizes, uh, you know, different packages. You just have to know your trigger. Um, And these are very generalized words. And because they're so generalized, I think it can fit different people, different listeners who are, who are like, Oh wait, you know what? Like every time I hang out with this person or when I'm in this scenario, I end up getting in trouble or I end up drinking like two bottles of wine in order to have fun. And then I feel bad about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is very alcohol, like this is very alcohol specific, but in this day and age, I feel like, especially after COVID, it's something that we really need to be mindful of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. No, I want to touch on that because you talked a little bit about how, you know, there's almost like this peer pressure and COVID really was, I found it very interesting. I, you know, I, I grew up in an Italian family. Wine is just always Mm -hmm. available. Um, But I really don't, gravitate towards any kind of really having a drink. But what I noticed in COVID was that it was almost celebrated. Like, okay, ladies, we're going to get through this. Who's, who's doing wine o'clock with me. And Mm -hmm. it was rampant in my feed. And I was like, is this a problem? Is this, Mm. is this something like, I'm, I feel like this is a problem happening right now. And um, I'm all for, you know, people have different ways to kind of get through you know, different Mm -hmm. times of their lives, but I found it was very interesting and very apparent in COVID 
that people were talking about drinking all the time. And um, I'd love to know, maybe you can share a couple ways, you know, you go out and you're social. How are you able to to kind of navigate those times where you feel like there's that pressure? No, I'm not going to have a drink. Well, why not? Mm-hmm. How, how do you go through that? Yeah. So that's a great question. And, you know, by all means, I'm not against drinking. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I tell my friends, I'm like, I, I buy bottles of wine. We have alcohol at home. I am surrounded in an environment that um, allows for my, you know, people around me to drink. I, I encourage people to have fun. And if that means one drink to have fun, you know, that's a hundred percent, whatever, yeah. two, three, as long as it doesn't become a, a thing. And when I say a thing, meaning, you know, you go down that hole of now you're drinking by yourself. Now you're drinking by yourself, the whole entire bottle. Now you need to rely on it to, to, um, you know, survive the day kind of thing. And that's the, that's eventually what alcohol does to your brain, right? It it alters some of the chemicals in your brain and infects the, it affects the synapses. And then even when I was going through um, treatment, I had to take a drug so that when I take the drug and I try to drink, it makes me sick. And it's, it's one of those drugs that balances out the chemicals in our brain. Now, um, going back to, uh, uh, you know, your question about what would you do? And there's, there's, there are so many different ways. Um, the first and very obvious one is now they have a lot of non-alcoholic beers mm-hmm. and mocktails. They really, really try to um, advertise that and push that at any restaurants and bars um, for multiple reasons. You know, if you're if you're um, if you're pregnant, you can also have an alcohol uh, non-alcoholic beer. You can. It's trying to cater to people that don't drink and don't feel that it, do, it doesn't have to feel that pressure yeah. um so that's the first thing i do is uh do you have any alcohol non-alcoholic beverages like or non-alcoholic beers right not the cokes and the sprites and stuff right yeah you know the the good partake is a really good one mm-hmm. and they sell them at lcbo lcbo actually has a whole section that's non-alcoholic now do they i didn't know that i didn't know yeah. that so yeah. these are some of the things that I, you know, make, made it a point for myself to seek out so that I can yeah. share with other people. So I've tried all the partake beers, you know, the, the ale is, the pale ale is amazing. Their partake signature is amazing. Heineken also has a really good line, you know. Um, and then it comes to, okay, let's, let's not talk about non-alcoholic beers. Let's talk about having some alcohol. That's like, we're not completely on that journey of sobriety or we're, we're not, we're not talking about that. Um, that's where, you know, obviously always have a designated driver. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big, you know, some people hate me because, you know, how can, how dare you, you know, you've had two DUIs, how dare you share your story, you know, you're, you're a disgrace. And I've had many, many kind of backlash wow. when I share that. And, you know, how can you, you think you can build yourself? And those are comments that I fully accept. 
I accept them because that was my wrongdoing, you know, and when I didn't know. And now that I know better, it's like, you know, no matter what, you know, I had two chances. Who knows? Who knows, right? The, th- the third chance I may not be here or I might have hurt somebody else. Yeah. Um, but these are some of the things to think about. Um, always have a designated driver. Another solution is have a drink. A one standard drink is one ounce. So, mm-hmm. you know, you think about an ounce of spirit is not a lot. So you yeah. have one one drink and then water. So it's alcohol, non-alcohol, alcohol, non-alcohol. Right. Or if you do two alcohol, non-alcohol, so water, Sprite, whatever you want to do. But those are some of the things that um, when I was going through recovery that I've learned a lot about how to self-regulate these situations. Um, peer pressure is always going to be there. A lot of people are very strong-minded where they're like, I'm not going to get peer pressure. Like, if I don't want to drink, I don't want to drink. And that's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, but there are some times where you're like, oh, all right, all right. Well, you know, it's the mood. You know, it's yeah. okay. You know, so, um, but those are, you know, the top three tactics that I would say um, to start off with. From a mental health yeah. perspective, um, obviously, you know, like Grace's husband, pick up something like myself, mm-hmm. pick up something. I just went through a, a more severe journey where I'm like, no, like I'm here for something else and something more. And that's when I saw, um, you know, this business. I had to have a name for myself, basically, yeah. in order for me to offer free things. And <laughs> I was like, I don't have the money. But if I built something that can provide the money, maybe I could do that, right? So, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Oh, good tips. And I, I just, for anyone listening, you know, it, it hurts. It hurts me to know that after sharing and being so vulnerable that you would get comments judging you. And so I, I just really hope for anyone listening, you know, no matter who it is in your life, everyone is going through something. I think we've yeah. all really understood at this point behind closed doors everyone has some shit going on and so Mm -hmm. if we can just approach each other with kindness and grace you know there's no need for judgment I'm so thankful that you're able to share this with people because you know even one person listening that can say you know what Carmen did it I can do it too it's it's so powerful so yeah I'm glad you're able to push past any of those comments and really just stay on your mission to help. Well, I, I, I think also that's one of the biggest parts in terms of mental health is that shame and that guilt that so many of us carry around those particular sub- subjects, whether it's mental, even the mental health issues, but there's also addiction and all those other things on top of that make that shame and that guilt so much more difficult to deal with and we have to embrace those challenges you know you have to embrace that self-love and acceptance um in order to release that shame and guilt that a a lot of us tend to feel around those those subjects so Mm -hmm. um what tips do you have for 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 doing that uh that is like my my number one you know thing is I felt all the shame and all the guilt and, you know, I can ever feel 
coming from, you know, uh, an East Asian background, Mm -hmm. you know, getting, you know, being taken to, to jail for a night, the drunk tank for a night. It's just, you know, it's very disgraceful to the family and stuff like that. And I, I know, you know, and it, it's happened. Um, some of the tips that I can say is fully accept it. Like, um, just fully accept the fact that it happened. You know, anything that happened before before yesterday you cannot change you mm-hmm. can't change the past and we we say that it's like so cliche we say that oh, we can't change the past we look forward to the future but I, I i mean it literally like if you are going through something right now in this moment and you're still feeling guilty about what you did a week ago 10 years ago 20 years ago mm. just look into that story like step outside of, and this is a little bit hard. It does take a bit of time to figure out how you're going to do it is literally get back into that situation and be the third person looking in and you will be able to see some of the, and I know it's very like, Oh, that's, that's silly talk. Like, you know, you have to be so introspective to be able to do that. And it's not true. Anybody can do this and there are ways to do it where you go back to that specific situation as much as you can remember it step aside from it as you're the first person be the outside person looking into it you'll be able to see all the hardship that you're going through at that moment and some of the things that leads you into doing some of the things that you did like you'll be able to see some of the actions um that 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 were done right even if it's wrongdoing if it's you know, something that you said, um, and just really say, you know what, I did it. I did do that. And it wasn't my most glorious moment. Uh, but we're all human, we make mistakes, and literally say that to yourself, like, say, I, I did wrong. I did. And it wasn't the greatest thing. It wasn't something to be shiny stars and sprinkle glitters all over. However, yeah. it's done. It's done now. And what am I going to do to, ch- to make it better? And that's yeah. the only thing that we can do and to be kind to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still guilty of so many things that I've done. And there are specific things where I'm still like, I wish I can just see this person and just say sorry. I just wish I could do that. And that hasn't this, that hasn't happened yet. I still haven't seen that person. I haven't talked to them, you know, but... And that's something that I hold on to. And everyone, I think, will hold on to something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But that's one out of maybe 20 things that right. I finally went down the log and said, okay, let's take a moment, step into the situation. Let's really like assess a little bit what was going on in my life. And then if it's a deeper, if it's rooted a little bit deeper than the actual situation, then you go deeper into that, right? Those are some of the things that part of self-love is spending time for yourself. And yeah. if it's five minutes, like we talked about earlier, Maria, about mm-hmm. giving yourself five minutes and That's you it. think about some of the things that you feel, you know, is just that, that you know, splinter on your hand that you just, it's just bothering you or that paper cut. 
just take that five minutes and think about it, dust it off, and mm -hmm. then on to the next thing and do better for the for tomorrow. Yeah, because the guilt and the shame, I think, carries over. And it carries over and it starts to snowball. And then it becomes, you know, taking it out on people. It becomes taking it out on family. It becomes taking it out on you. It becomes self-harm, right? So self-harm can be anything. It could be just like lack of hygiene can be self-harm sometimes, right? So, yeah. so for all the listeners, like honestly, that's one of the biggest tactics that I do if you're going through something that, you feel like it's just that itch or that splinter or that paper cut, just take five minutes, go back into it and say, all right, now this chapter's closed. Right. And I can move forward. And I can yeah. move forward. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That is yeah. powerful though. And, and I love that, really you know, whether, powerful. you know, for anyone <laughs> struggling yeah with mental health issues, um, you know, we're talking a little bit, of, we're talking about addiction, but also just, you know, you mentioned bipolar, there's people that have like yourself, other mental health issues that they may not even know what's going mm -hmm. on with them yet. How, how did that come about for you? And what's that been like for you to kind of match strategies to really help you? Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is a newfound thing for me. Um, I so my daughter is four now. And I really noticed after I gave birth, like, you know, the, the, the depressive moods have really kicked in. And when I say depressive moods, it's like I can sleep all day. Mm -hmm. Or I just like have lack of energy to do anything but I'm physically like there's no reason why I should be physically so tired right so those, those are some of the things that um I kind of looked at and say you know this is not the way and the the biggest thing was me being frustrated and yelling at my daughter all the time and one thing that really breaks my heart is you know I yell at her and then I say sorry I, I shouldn't have done that and I don't want it to be a norm for her you know what mm -hmm. if she gets into a relationship in the future and this person decides to it could be abusive it could be you know it, it yells at her and then says sorry and then she'll feel like it's okay so right. um <clears throat> lots of ups and downs so I would go through a really depressive period and then I would go through a really high period. And that's happened to me ever since I've known, like early in my 20s. But I never mm. addressed it. You know, I never talked yeah. about it. Um, and that's why I say it's so important, no matter what it is, is to talk it out. It, even if it's nothing, right? Just to have that, like, cognizant, just to be cognizant of that situation, Um or situations that make you feel really, really a certain way, it's always yeah. good to know, you know, if you're always anxious, and you know, maybe it's time to talk to somebody and figure out if it is a disorder, or if it's if there's something that, you know, can be um, helped with, right. Um, so anyways, back to the story was, I started noticing that I'm yelling at my daughter 24 seven, I'm either really tired, I'm frustrated. And then so I reached out to a public, I reached out to, um, I think it was actually 
my family doctor again I can't remember this is all a blur because I was like two months postpartum um anyway so this was in February and they're like um you know go back to your psychiatrist and talk about it and yeah we did a bunch of assessments with nurses I have like a team of people and I'm so fortunate in that way that no matter what the pathway has taken me down a journey that you know we were trying to figure it out and and I think I'm also very persistent right Mm -hmm. no I I want to know this is these are my goals I want to have a better relationship with my daughter I don't want to yell at her I want to have more energy what is going on with me that I can't do these things and and those are the things that you should be you know for the listeners be persistent sometimes healthcare providers are there to help you mm-hmm. however they don't they they don't know your story so when yeah. they are trying to help you they can only help you with what you tell them right yeah. so the more you tell them the more persistent the more you're like no this is this is not normal they will figure out ways to send you to someone else or yeah. give you another, you know, treatment or whatever the case is. So if, if you're not, you're like, I'm not pushy. I can't, you know, I, I don't even know what's going on with myself. Then say that, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. know what's going on. These are some of the things that are happening. Um, so, yeah. You've been very basic. good actually of, of sharing that journey and that story on social media and, and, just being very open about the struggles that you've had and how um, you get you, you you know how art has been so good in terms of that coping me- mechanism and helping you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen actually your social media is huge. You have a huge following of and a lot of supporters there encouraging mm-hmm. you and 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 supporting you as well. And you've had a lot of successes too. Like we've seen that you you're now on breakfast television. Um, mm-hmm. That 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 must have re- you know. Can you share some of that journey? Yeah, yeah. So um, the, you know, my handle started back in 2016 posting, like, you should see my first post. I, (laughs) I was contemplating on whether or not I should remove some of the past things because they're no longer relevant. But I'm like, no, they are relevant in some ways, because that's my progress, right? Progress, um, perfect. I'm sorry, practice makes progress. So every day, I don't say practice makes perfect anymore because nothing mm-hmm. is perfect. Progress is more Very realistic. Um, so every day, you know, I learn a little bit more being on social media and I found that it was a platform for me to share um, my story. And then, you know, to all the listener, you can even start a blog and it's not for anybody else, but yourself to write down some of the feelings that you have. Um I have heard about, you know, uh, writing journals and sending it back to an email. Mm. Um, There are good things and bad things. It's still very one-sided. So some of your deeper thoughts that you don't want to share, you know, we all have our, Mm. our things, right. That we want to keep a little bit close um, counters on. So, uh, you know, you can do your email to do or journal or write it or whatever, but um, having a platform where other people can actually respond to you, um, Mm. whether it be positive or negative, you'll be able to learn from it. Um, The backlash 
that I got, some were negative and it's okay um, because it is an external comment. Mm-hmm. But you start thinking about these things, right? If it's negative, what are you going to do? If it's positive, what are you going to do? And it, it kind of spikes other ideas for you, for you to kind of um, improve on your situation. Um, my social media started with mostly art and a lot of people from overseas also follow me, um, just for the art stuff, you know, what do I use, uh, the brands that I use. And I started sharing that and more people started following and just being engaging to other people's, um, social media handles as well. Mm. And then when it came to, you know, breakfast television, um, getting my products into HomeSense, Winners, uh, all the TJX locations. And then earlier this year in May, um, I was part of the Asian uh, Pacific, I think, uh, I forgot what it's called. It was, it was in May, but it was part of Zulily and the, curate uh retail group which is a huge it's the qvcs of the the qvc basically um in the u.s and i was featured there as a small business um and then now my products are in zulily zulily zulily.com um and all of that goes back to if you don't ask you don't know what you can get Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the listeners who are small business owners or just starting off, there is no wrong question and there is no wrong way of pitching. Okay. I mean, there are obviously, you know, Google, Google what the best <laughs> way is pitching is, but um, just tell your real story. Everybody has a story. Every business comes from a story. So just be genuine and authentic about it. And just write a really good synopsis and just send it out. The, mm. the worst case scenario is it's, no, sir, we're not interested. No, thank you. But yeah. the worst, worst case that you're not doing yourself, you know, justice is not even sending it out is not getting out there yeah right so don't worry about the the rejections that comes with it i have been rejected more times than i can ever count more than i've been accepted like more times (laughs) and and at the moment you're like why I know, um, but then you, it, I, I keep saying, oh, it's just a numbers game. It's just a numbers game. Eventually, yeah. they'll say yes. Yeah, exactly. So, we yeah. keep trying, keep sending it out, getting it out there, um, and that kind of, you know, with the different things to, you know, being able to volunteer at ChemH to mm-hmm. teach art for the forensic um, department. So it's forensic, forensic mental health. So all the uh, clients who are um they're not held accountable for their crime so uh they're in a transition period so i you know i was able to teach art to them right it's these things you just have to ask and just dig deeper if you're if that's not the right person go to the next person go to the next person go on linkedin check out who these buyers are you know um search them google it every everything I've done it all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and so if you're listening, 
by now you should have gone over and clicked on the link that we've posted with this podcast for Carly D Collective. Go check out the work that Carmen does because truly, you know, one of the biggest things I took away from being in one of your workshops was exactly what you said before. Progress makes things happen, right? It doesn't have to be perfect. I'm very much, I've never really dabbled in art because I do love things being perfect and there is no perfect, just like you said. And so it's that ability to give yourself permission to mess up, to make a mistake, Mm -hmm. to do something over. You can carry that in art and it carries through your entire life. And I just love that you are living proof that change can happen and we can continually do work for ourselves Mm -hmm. To get to where we want to be. So thank you. Thank you for being so vulnerable with us today and sharing so much of your journey. We, we want to make sure we ask one rapid fire question each before we wrap up um, because they're just a perfect way to kind of put everything together with a bow. And uh, I'm going to go first and just my one question for you, rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind, what is your word for this year? What is my word for this year? Uh, go get it. <laughs> Good for you. I love it. <laughs> that was the first thing. I, oh, now I'm like, should I change it? No, no. Rapid no, fire. No. Uh, yeah, go. go get it. Everything is, you know, it, it, landscapes have changed, right? Yeah. Um, markets have changed. Marketing has changed. Yeah, the way you talk to people have changed. Whatever it is, just go get it. If you have that desire and you want it, go get it. Okay. My question. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is your song that gets you up and motivated and inspired? Everybody has a a theme song, a go song. What's yours? Yes, I have it. Um, It's uh, Over the Rainbow. Oh, over yeah. the rainbow, yeah, yeah. rainbows, like that one. Um, that was yeah. actually my wedding song, and it just so relevant to me and resonates with me because yeah. there is always something, and I'm getting emotional because it's like that song means so much to me. And if you listen to the lyrics, it's just getting over these humps yeah. and seeing the rainbows and the and the shine. After. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Love it. I know. Thank you, you so emotional. much. I mean, <laughs> we could keep going. There's so much I think we could explore in this conversation that we've had today. Mm. It's been. Thank you. Thank you very much for it's sharing. It's been with beautiful. Us today. It's been. Oh no, been great. no. I am so happy to be part of this, and hopefully, all the listeners who are hearing can take pieces and actually do it. Not today. It doesn't have to be today. It could be tomorrow, a week from now, but just, you know, kind of keep everything we talked about in mind if it is suitable, if if it's relevant to you. And my biggest thing is, you know, I can't change the world, but I hope to change the world of one person, just one person. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. You are for sure. You are. And for anyone listening, Carmen's, you know, already said to us before, you know, if you have questions, if you need to talk to someone, her DMs are open. Um, we're going to include information on on where you can connect with her. And, you know, if you need some help along the journey, 
um, there are people around you and maybe people that you don't even know yet ready to help. Mm -hmm. So um, thank you, Carmen, for being one of those people. If you've listened today and you've been inspired, we'd love for you to go and, you know, give us a review, subscribe to our channel. We've got some amazing guests that we are so proud to be able to bring to you. And please feel free to forward this on to three other women that you think would also inspire their days. That is what we are here for. Revolution Her is all about bringing you inspiration inspiration and empowerment. And we really hope you found it today. So until next time, thank you so much for being here and we will talk to everyone soon. Bye. Bye.